0: Welcome to the audiobook podcast of Touring Test, book one of the AI Diaries Trilogy. This is E.M. Foner and you can contact me through Facebook or through my author website ifitbreaks.com. Chapter 18 You can do better than that, Ebeth insisted after I read her the speech I was preparing to present to the world. Didn't you promise not to start with that line about being an AI construct from another planet? I tried to come up with something better, but I want to get the point across without a lot of dilly-dallying. And your language is so 1990s, she continued, picking the era immediately preceding her birth and equating it with ancient history. Who says things like dilly-dallying? Fine. I just sent it to your laptop, Miss Public Relations Expert. Let's see you do better. Beth immediately went to work, and I returned to the frying pan that I had temporarily escaped by telling my second-in-command that I needed a few minutes to get the girl's opinion of the announcement. The red makes you look angry and the black is too somber, Sue said, holding each necktie in place against my chest for a few seconds. And what are you thinking wearing sneakers with a suit? They won't see my feet, I told her. I'm going to be sitting behind a desk. You'll feel better wearing dress shoes and it will show in your face. They're not going to see my face, or at least not a face anybody would associate with me, I protested. Sue ignored me and began to rummage through the large gym bag she carried stuffed with diapers and juice boxes. I'm going to run the video through a filter so nobody can recognize me, otherwise we'd have to move out of this place immediately after the broadcast. I picked these up on the way home from Lily's, she said, holding out a pair of patent leather Oxfords. Try them on. You bought me shoes? I know you don't like dressing up, but you're representing both library and the League of Sentient Entities regulating space tonight. A loud hiss came from the kitchen, and Sue was off like a flash. Stop pestering my cat, Spot. You're going to be sorry if you get batted on the nose. I put on the shoes since I didn't see any way out of it, and was surprised to find that the feeling was similar to that of slipping into an armored encounter suit before an enforcement action. I checked my look in the mirror, which was a mistake, because both Sue and Ebeth caught me at it. "'Do I know how to pick or what?' Sue asked the girl. "'He cleans up okay,' Ebeth replied, though her eyes had that puzzled look that humans get when they recognize you but can't remember your name. "'I finished your speech,' she said. "'Already?' "'It's short, and I know how to type. I'll zap it over to you.' I pulled it up, expecting to see something that started with, "'We come in peace,' but instead it was direct and to the point, almost brutally so. Read it to us, Sue requested, taking a seat on the couch next to Ebeth. I want to see how the speech works with the shoes and the tie. I didn't see the connection, but I was catching on to the fact that my opinions on most subjects were of limited value in some circles. Drawing myself up straight, I placed my left hand over my stomach and held my right hand out about waist high, with the open palm facing my audience. Ebeth laughed and pointed at me, and even Sue had a hard time maintaining her composure. "'What?' I demanded. "'I already told you that I'm going to be behind a desk, "'but I did study the top YouTube videos on public speaking while standing. "'And they told you to pose like you're going to start doing dance moves?' Ebeth asked. "'It's cute,' Sue defended me. "'A bit like the little teapot song I teach the children, "'but you should probably move your left hand to your waist to make the handle.'" It's a compromise between best practices, I explained. One group of public speaking experts says you should always keep your hands together above the waist, unless you're moving them to illustrate a point. The other group claims that speakers who keep their hands in front of their bodies look like they're nervous and trying to protect their vital organs. Just hold them together behind your back and read the speech, Ebeth instructed me. Spot came out of the kitchen to see what funny was missing, and Sue's cats trailed along behind him, "'somehow contriving to give the appearance of leading from the rear. "'I waited for them to all get settled before trying again. "'I'm here today to make you an offer you can't refuse. "'That's not mine,' Ebeth interrupted. "'I glanced at the file header "'and realized that Paul had sent me an unsolicited draft speech "'just microseconds after the girl. "'It was an inexplicable lapse of attention on my part, "'and I was tempted to stop and run a self-diagnostic on my encounter suit. "'He's nervous,' Sue whispered to Ebeth. I am not nervous and my hearing is perfectly fine, I snapped irritably. Paul sent me his Mafia version at the same time as Ebeth and I got them mixed up. It could happen to anybody. Mine starts with greetings, Ebeth told me unnecessarily. Greetings. My name is Mark and I represent an association of advanced civilizations. I led the team that evaluated your planet for membership and I'm pleased to inform you that you've been approved. We are prepared to negotiate terms for your connection to a galaxy-wide system of instantaneous travel, provided you can agree on a suitable delegation of scientists by tomorrow at this time. Sadly, our prime directive prohibits us from dealing with politicians. Oh, that's good, Sue said, patting Ebeth on the knee. You may ask why you need to be connected to our portal system when some of the wealthiest individuals on your planet have already purchased faster-than-light technology from the hankers. I regret to inform you that the hankers were playing a bit of a joke. Technically speaking, the technology will meet the contract terms, but I'm afraid it's impractical for use in spaceships or anywhere else. Those last three words weren't in my speech, Ebeth protested with a frown. I don't want to give these people the false hope that it's useful for anything I told her. Actors, the girl muttered to Sue, they never want to stick to the script. To make a long story short... The particular faster-than-light technology the hankers are providing is fueled by gold, making it extraordinarily expensive to operate. Mark, fill in the gas mileage. That's an instruction for you to explain just how expensive it is, Ebeth said in frustration. You don't read the stuff in parentheses out loud when giving speeches. Oh, I didn't know that was a rule. And we don't talk about interstellar travel in terms of mileage. Substitute something, she said. "'All right, all right. I couldn't really get angry with Ebeth "'because her speech read so much better than the one I had planned. "'The hanker process in question burns through approximately one pound of gold per light-second, "'meaning all of the gold on your planet would move a ship approximately ten light-years. "'In contrast, the portal system is free for an introductory period, "'after which a small toll to pay administrative costs will be negotiated.' "'Nice touch,' Sue said, patting Ebeth's knee again. In conclusion, I hope the nations of Earth can quickly settle on a delegation of scientists to negotiate the terms of your connection. We have a very short window of time to get this done before the end of the new species season, which only comes around every couple centuries. I reached the end of the text and asked, That's it? I think it was lovely, Sue said. You looked very diplomatic. Are you still planning on taking over all of the TV networks to get the word out, Ebeth asked? No, I'm just going to post it to YouTube and have Paul hack into a few of the local satellite uplinks for a live broadcast. We could override everything with brute force, but I don't want to make your people nervous. I just worry that nobody will take me seriously after the hankers put on such a theatrical show. Then tell your engineers to activate all the portals and send everybody who steps through one to Hawaii, Ebeth suggested. Why Hawaii? Sue asked. Everybody wants to go there. "'Not a terrible idea,' I said slowly. "'Not the Hawaii part, but activating the portals. "'We can say that putting portals in all the major train stations "'is part of the luxury demonstration package, "'and then let the scientists make their governments happy "'by negotiating to keep the demo package in place.' "'So where would you send everybody?' Ebeth asked. "'The restaurant. "'It's a unique location all the portals can be fed into. "'Thanks to the hankers landing on the mall,' I'm sure that half of the federal government is already on its way here to keep order. We can invite customs to set up a little immigration center in the basement. You just want to sell a lot of alcohol before we leave, Sue correctly guessed. Everybody will be coming out of the portal on top of each other and the basement will explode. Why not just send them in a circle? Do you mean from one portal to the next, all the way around the world, I asked? I meant pairing all of the portals in the order that they're first accessed. That way, the engineers will get some preliminary data on the dimensional stability, and any humans who panic over suddenly being somewhere else can go right back home again. Sending people through portals to random places sounds like a cool idea for a dating app, Ebeth said. What do you know about dating apps, I demanded. Helen showed me the one her roommates use. You get to grade all the guys on their pictures, and I don't want you visiting the college campus anymore, I cut her off. Sue, that's a great idea, but I'm not sure it's technically feasible. It is, she said. It's been done a few times in the past. I've been studying up on portal installations. Are you only going to do the speech in English, or do you want me to run it through Google Translate for you, Ebeth asked. Finally, it was my turn to laugh. You don't speak any foreign languages, do you? I know a little Klingon, she said. Between you and Google Translate, that makes one of you. I'll do the translations myself, geo-targeting for the web, and then run everything through the anonymity filter that will lip-sync at the same time. So you aren't going to be on TV all around the world, Sue asked, sounding strangely disappointed. Just the local networks? Trust me, I told her. Once the word gets out, everybody will be playing the video on their phones. You know what, Ebeth said? You shouldn't even bother with the other languages. Just do it in English and let everybody else translate for themselves. They're all used to it by now. "'I think non-English-speaking humans will appreciate it if you make the effort,' Sue said. "'Besides, you insisted on learning all of those languages when we arrived.' "'I like languages,' I said. "'You're outvoted, Ebeth. I need to hop over to library and update them on our portal opening plan, and then I'll head to Paul's garage to do the speech.' "'I'm driving,' the girl announced, coming off the couch. "'I'll make spots sit in the back so you can sit in the front, Sue.' "'That's all right,' my second-in-command said.' I'm going to stay here and update my client histories for Lily. Chicken, I muttered in Sue's ear as I followed Ebeth and Spot out of the apartment. After we arrived at the restaurant, it only took me a few seconds on library to check with the engineers and confirm that the portals could be paired as Sue had described. The lead engineer gave me a kill code for in case something went terribly wrong, and then I stepped back through the portal into my basement office. Ebeth was holding Spot by the collar. He tried to follow you again, she said. "'Bad boy,' I scolded him. "'Library doesn't have an atmosphere. "'You don't want to know what that would do to your body.' The dog hung his head and tried to look guilty, but I could tell that he really thought I was holding out on him. "'All right, you didn't mean anything by it,' I said, and then gave him a treat from the desk. "'This is exactly why he ignores you,' Ebeth lectured me. "'You give him treats even when he does the opposite of what you tell him. "'How is he ever going to learn?' "'I do the same with you,' I retorted, but only under my breath and after she had already left the office. Spot shot me a sympathetic look before following. I double-checked that the door had locked itself as we left the restaurant and got into the back of the minivan. Ebeth started pulling out of the lock before I even got the door slid shut. "'What's Paul going to use for a background?' she asked. "'The wall, I guess. I'm just going to sit at his desk. In his tiny office?' The one with all the free calendars of women in bikinis posing with mufflers and ratchet wrenches? That just means a little extra video processing, I told her, though the truth was I hadn't thought about a background. I'll fix it all after he shoots. Did you bring a printed copy of the speech? What for? You know I have a perfect memory. As a prompt, it will make the whole thing more official. Don't make this more complicated than it has to be, I told her. "'Just because you were right about Sue and Stacy von Hoffman,' she interrupted. "'What about Stacy? "'You didn't know that she and Justin are together?' "'Of course I knew,' I said. "'Lying to Ebeth and Sue was getting to be a bad habit. "'I gambled on extrapolating where this was heading and added, "'I knew about Paul and Helen, too. "'Idiot,' she said. "'Paul has been dating Kim for over a year. "'She even made that alcohol simulation thing for him.' "'Helen is in a long-distance relationship with some AI whose name doesn't translate into English. "'Oh, is there anything I should know about Spot? "'Ask him yourself. "'You're the one who Ebeth interrupted herself and swerved away from the entrance of Paul's garage lot at the last second. "'What was that?' I asked. "'Deathlord's jeep is there. I didn't think he ever got up this early. "'So? "'Look at what I'm wearing. "'You look fine to me.' I'm just stopping home first. This will only take a minute. It will take a half an hour, I complained. Ten minutes to get home, ten minutes for you to struggle into less comfortable clothes, and ten minutes to get back. I'll speed, she offered, putting her words into action. Spot whimpered and grabbed the shoulder belt buckle in his mouth. Why he didn't just belt up every time he got into the van was beyond me. Stop, I told her. Drop me and Spot off, go get changed, and come back. We'll be done shooting by then. "'But I have to supervise. Sue made me promise.' "'Then come in and let Deathlord see how you normally look in the morning "'when you aren't in painting clothes. "'He was going to find out sooner or later anyway.' "'I was hoping for later,' Ebeth grumbled, "'but she did an illegal U-turn and headed back to the garage. "'Brutus put on his usual macho show when we pulled into the parking lot, "'but Spot ignored his larger friend as if he considered the whole thing rather puppyish. "'Then a jogger went by the garage and both dogs threw themselves at the chain-link fence.' growling and snapping like they suspected the poor woman of stealing scrap from the junk pile. "'Hey, Ebeth,' a lanky young man with acne scars greeted us, ignoring me completely. "'I didn't know you got up so early.' "'It's past nine a.m., I said. What's with you kids and sleeping late?' "'Don't mind Mark,' Ebeth told him. "'He's just nervous because he has to address the world and stuff.' "'Does that mean we'll be able to go four-wheeling during the daytime?' Deathlord asked." Just remember to say that some alien out at the old mall sold you aftermarket parts if you get caught, Paul reminded him. I cleaned up my office, Mark. Let's do this thing so I can get back to getting the place ready for sale. Looks like I'm going to be the last one to activate my exit plan, I told him. The sad thing is I never found another technician in town who ard trust with my customers. Can't you just swap out all of their hardware with alien stuff that will never fail like you did for Ebeth? Deathlord asked. We've decided not to keep secrets from each other, Ebeth told me proudly. Then she qualified the statement. At least, not your secrets. I gathered as much already, I said. I'll do that, Death Lord, but the problem is always the software. You should get the program my junior high school used. At the end of every day, the teacher could reset the computer back to the way it was in the morning. It doesn't work outside of schools because people want to save the work they do each day, I told him. Bummer, he said. We all crowded into the tiny office which Paul really had cleaned up. All of the pinup girls were gone from the walls, which had been painted in the exact same shade of white that Justin used in his independent living facility. Paul had even found a large piece of plate glass to put over the desktop. There was the same beat-up old chair with the duct tape repairs, but nobody would be able to see that while I was sitting. I took my place, hoping that nothing would stick to the back of my suit, and Ebeth found an airbag recall notice I could hold as if it were a speech. "'Who has the video camera?' she asked. "'I'll just record it through my eyes and send it to Mark,' Paul told her. "'It's a shame I couldn't have a hammerhead shark encounter suit "'because the eyes are far enough apart to synthesize a decent 3D production. "'All set.' "'I rattled off the speech Ebeth and Sue had agreed upon, "'adding an explanation of how the luxury demonstration package "'would link pairs of portals for instantaneous jumping around Earth. "'Paul sent me the file, and I ran the filter to alter my face and voice,' just enough so that it wasn't obviously me. Then I passed it back so he could push it up to the satellite networks while I took a few seconds to dub and lip-sync the 190 non-American languages from the International Standards Organization codes and then uploaded them all to YouTube. On a whim, I hacked the 100 most popular Twitter accounts and tweeted the YouTube URLs with the message, Check out this cool video from the League of Sentient Entities Regulating Space. This concludes Chapter 18 of Touring Test by E.M. Foner.